Here at Genomics England, we work with a lot of bioinformaticians, but what exactly do they do? I'm Naima Kalachand, and today I'm going to be speaking to Jimmy Ellingford, who is the lead genome data scientist for rare diseases here at Genomics England. So Jimmy, first of all, can you tell me what is a bioinformatician? So biometricians are a mix between biologists and informaticians. So it's, it's smashed those two words together. But in reality, it uses many more skill sets and has people from very different backgrounds than just those two disciplines. So we are a discipline of people that uses maths, statistics, computer science, software programming, logic, and kind of principles of scientific thought, as well as biology to try and solve particular problems or questions. And so here at Genomics England, we are specialists in genomics bioinformatics. And bioinformatics can be applied across lots of different disciplines, but here we apply that to the study of the genome. And within our company, there's a number of different roles and very diverse roles, all of whom would call themselves a, a biomatician. And just to give you some examples of those, so we have people that have the job roles of clinical bioinformaticians, software developers, data architects, bioinformatics engineers, genome data scientists. And within each of those specialisms, there's different hierarchies. So people who are very much the doers, the core of the business that helps drive some of the analysis we do through to kind of managers and people that help to direct and provide strategic direction of the workloads. And do you specialise in any area? So I'm a genome data scientist and I'm part of a, a really mixed team. So our squad is composed of both bioinformatics engineers and genome data scientists, as well as specialists in machine learning. But we also interact with much wider people in the business. So things like product managers, service owners, to ensure that the things that we do day to day can be translated appropriately to our users. So in our case, the users of the rare disease service here and that we can innovate in an appropriate way that the users really need. And so whilst I'm a genome data scientist, I work day to day with lots of people, different people with different expertise. Okay. And it sounds like bioinformaticians have a really varied skill set. Is there any common skill sets that you all share? So I think that it, that's a really difficult question to answer because we all do slightly different things. I guess a common theme in modern day genomics is we all work with big data. And so we have to have the skill sets to be able to work with data sets at a really large scale. And can you just tell me what big data actually means? So it means a lot of storage space and a lot of compute power to be able to process it. What we mean in our context is the generation of as much data as possible for the whole human genome. So our human genome is comprised of individual letters or nucleotides. And we have just under three and a half billion of those letters. And the specific sequence and the way that they're arranged is what makes our genome our own. And so it looks slightly different in everyone. But there's a huge amount of data that we need to generate to be able to survey that appropriately. To put that into context, please don't quote me on the accuracy of this, but the Lord of the Rings trilogy has about two and a half million letters in it. We're talking at a completely different scale, almost three and a half billion letters that comprises each of our unique genomes. Okay. And then to go back to the question about the other common skill sets that bioinformaticians have, can you give me a bit more information about those? Yeah. So being able to work with data at the scale requires that we can work in really tailored environments and so can access things like high performance computing clusters. So instead of running analysis and software programs on 
um, just our everyday laptops, we access really powerful computing systems to be able to, to process and analyze that data. And so I guess that's also a common theme is that we all develop, work with, help to benchmark computer programs, decision support systems that help us to look at the genome in a specific way. Can you go into a little bit more detail about how or what the process is of making sense of genomic data? So there's lots of distinct parts of trying to make sense of kind of the raw data that we generate for a genome. And just to go through those in, in a stepwise way, the first thing that we do is to try and align the individual pieces of data that we use back to a reference. So this is a little bit like putting a jigsaw together. We have a general picture of what we think the reference genome looks like, and that's changed drastically over time. But using that reference genome, we try to use the individual data points, in this case, sequencing reads that we get off the sequences, to piece together what that genome looks like for that individual. The second part of that process, having put that picture together, is that not everyone's genome is exactly the same. And so we try to detect differences in a really robust way. And so those differences may look very, very different. So some of them are at a single nucleotide level, so a single letter is changed. We swap an A to a T. Some of them may be much more large scale, so large regions, maybe a million individual letters are missing from one genome versus another. And we use different computer programs to try and detect these different types of variants. So that's two phases, alignment and then variant detection. And after that is then trying to make sense of the variation that we've detected. So the first thing we do is try and annotate each of those differences with useful information. And so that can be the frequency with which we've seen them before or the frequency with which they're seen in other populations. It could be their predicted consequence on genes and what that actually means at a molecular level. But also we provide information for our users and as part of a team that I'm part of, the rare disease team, that helps our users, who in many cases are clinical scientists, to provide clinical interpretation of that variant. And in some cases, provide a genetic diagnosis for individuals that have been referred. Okay. And then a little bit about you. So how did you get into this job? My story would be very different to somebody else that could be sat in this chair, given this podcast. And I think we all come from really varied backgrounds and really varied experiences. The thing that I was really driven by and inspired by was quite early in my career, seeing the real life impact of kind of what this area of work could do. And so in a very specific example, was able to look at the genome of a family who was suffering from a, a particular condition, the young lab was suffering from a particular condition, and seeing the impact that a genetic diagnosis had on his management in the clinic. And so in this case, this meant that we could detect signs of a disease that we're going to develop in later years, and as a result, do something about that. And so specifically provide a transplant on the basis of the genetic information that had been found and the clinical indications that were then investigated afterwards. And seeing how that could have such an impact on an individual family, how we could develop ways to look at the data that enabled that impact was inspiring and really motivating for me. And what advice would you give other people who would like to become a bioinformatician or are thinking about moving into the field? So I think there's no fixed pathway to a role here. And as we've already touched upon, there's lots of varied roles. So people will naturally come from very diverse paths. But I think if you're in the early stages of your career and thinking about going to university, thinking about kind of scientific principles, something that really interests you, whether that's biology, maths, physics, computer science, developing that kind of core set of skills to think in a logical way, to 
look at really complex problems and reduce them to simple things that can be tested, can be falsified, can be investigated in reproducible ways. I think that core set of thinking is really apparent across everyone here who's a bioinformatician at Genomics England. So learning those general processes is important, but specifically what you specialise in, I think that kind of level, undergraduate level, doesn't really matter. Later on, there are kind of specific master's courses. There are various different companies where real life experience may be really beneficial. And so there's genomic medicine masters, bioinformatics masters, and having an, the opportunity to work with these big data sets, I think is kind of really quite key at those later stages. That was Jamie Ellingford giving us a brief overview on the role and skills of a bioinformatician. If you've got any other questions, please feel free to get in touch with us at info at Thank you for listening.